Hey, Spit and Chicklets listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hockey is back, and you can be part of the action all season long at DraftKings.com, the destination for daily fantasy hockey where you can win cash prizes every time you play. With Daily Fantasy, there are no season-long commitments, so you don't have to spend months managing a micro, uh, micromanaging a roster or bugging your buddies with emails in the middle of the night. It's like a brand-new season every day at DraftKings. Play when you want, with the players you want, and you win cash that night just by picking your favorite players. Pick your contest. You draft your team. Follow the action live. It's the next best thing to sit in center ice. You can face off with friends and coworkers in a custom league to see who the best GM of of all your friends really is. Or you can create new rivalries with players all over the country and turn your love of hockey into a serious payday. DraftKings even offers games that are 100% free to play. And whatever your level of fantasy expertise, there's there's something for everyone at DraftKings. So hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code CHICKLETS to play for free tonight. That's promo code CHICKLETS to play for free only at DraftKings.com. Again, DraftKings.com. Eligibility restrictions may apply. See site for additional details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Episode 9 of Spittin' Chicklets, brought to you by Barstool Sports. I'm here with Ryan Whitney. What's up? And Mikey Grinelli. What's going on, guys? What's going on, fellas? Uh, we got a special guest coming up on today's episode, uh, former NHL Colby Armstrong, who played uh, with Pittsburgh Penguins, Atlanta Thrashes, Toronto Maple Leafs, spent a little bit of time with the Canadians, and was also a teammate of uh, Mr. Whitney's here. Yes, in the minors and the uh, the NHL in Pittsburgh. We enjoyed a lot of time together. He's a great guy, so it, it'll be fun. It was a good interview. So Good. So we're we'll going to enjoy it. We're going to have him on a little, uh, little bit. We had last week's guest, Mike Commodore. Was Commie a, was a big hit. Commie was a huge success. Uh, <laughs> Uh, everybody loved his candor, his stories. Uh, he's definitely uh, going to be a recurring guest, to, to borrow a phrase from our, from our sister podcast. And to be honest with you, um, Kwame got in touch with me that a, a guy that has actually been through the, the Babcock ringer as he was, has contacted him through Twitter actually and wanted to talk because he's like, dude. Somebody else who was Babcock blocked? I don't know if it's currently or Babcock. formerly, but Kwame kind of didn't want to. You know, he he didn't. I'm, I'm not going to say the name. No, I wouldn't expect it though. You know, mean, I have some uh, code of silence. Brother. I'm a journalist, as they say. On, with a big, my with a big with a capital J, with a big J. J. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we appreciated the feedback, of course. But um, Mike was a tremendous guest, and uh, we're glad everybody enjoyed it. Um, actually, we'll, we'll we'll do it now because I did get quite a bit of feedback. I fucked up. I had a jumbo uh, on the on the. Um, uh, what was it? The Ask a Millennial. The, Would you? I fucked up the plot. I I, I actually. <laughs> gave, did you know this? Uh, I saw it on Twitter. I, I actually people, people got on him on. Yeah, and, I, and they should. I fucked up. Um, Big time. You should be fucking. I gave the suspended plot. Suspended from asking. I, this I gave week. the plot for Smokey and the Bandit, not the Cannonball Run. Um, they were wow. two very similar Burt Reynolds vehicles back in the seventies. With that, each had sequels. Shows that we didn't catch on to either one. Yeah, well, no, so you just didn't even know what the fucking movie was. But so was I, that was a jumbo. I butchered that. I'm, I'm ashamed of myself, and I'm. Also, going to self-report. Well, you, when we did the summer of love, you said sixty-nine. It was actually sixty-seven. So, Jimbo on you and a bigger Jimbo. What do on you me. mean? What do you mean? Summer of love was sixty-seven, not sixty-nine. When what we did summer of love. When we did ask a millennial a couple weeks, a few weeks oh, back, I, and I, I, you gave the wrong answer. I, if and it's I, love, and I said it should it be sixty-nine. Exactly. Well, yeah. And then <laughs> one other one, Susan. I called Susan. Um, ha- Susan Clark. I called her Susan Harris. Nobody has said. I, I, I'm self-reporting that Jimbo. Myself. I respect that. So okay. So we got the corrections out. The way New York Times style. Um, 
I'll tell you right now, one team that doesn't have to make many corrections to their game, the Philadelphia Flyers. Great segue right there. The Flyers. It's Big driving me crazy because I hate them. That's been, that's been made clear on this podcast, but you cannot deny that. Right now, everything's clicking for them. But this is what happens when you have these superstars, Giroux and Voracek, that just catch fire, and they're getting some goaltending. Wayne Train, can't forget him. Yeah, don't forget him and, ever. Yeah, I mean, he's Steve, probably their heart and soul. I mean, their true leader. But you know, you got a guy like you know Steve Mason who would always kind of show these flashes of brilliance over his career, and then he'd kind of you know look like a backup for five games. But man, he's on a heater right now. And, and you well, know, he, he had that first year. Everyone remembers in Columbus, he won Rookie of the Year. It looked like sky's the limit, Vesna guy. And then it just kind of fell apart quickly, too. Um, so then he gets to Philly. And you've seen him. You, you said it perfect. He can be so good for three games in a row. And then there's two games when he's terrible. So in that, in that aspect, I mean, they're, they're loving that, that he's finally bringing it um, consistently. But to win 10 games in a row in, this, in, in the NHL is, I want to say this league like I'm still playing, but I really can't well, anymore. In know. the NHL. You can still say this. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, yeah, buddies. you, you Thanks, can guys. still say it. Thanks, we you can. guys are great guys. Wow. But I, I, I can't. This, this is the type of run that gets you into the playoffs. I mean, you end up. Say you're 500 the rest of the way, they're going to get in because of this run, and it's just something that you just try to keep going with. I mean, they're never they they have a good schedule too. You saw they played Colorado last night, who stinks. No, we yeah, can talk about them. They didn't cover the fucking puck line though, did they? No, right, I, I, right, I sorry, didn't know you sorry. had them there. I'm yeah, sorry. That's all I'm right. Sorry. Plus 260, but pu- no. I, dude, ever since we started talking about puck lines, it never happens. Like I'm telling you, I've never won one of those since you told me to bet them See, ever. Uh, so quick, you know, se- quick gambling segue. Last night, not segue. Uh, d- digression. Yeah, like t- Tampa Bay last night. I think they, they were like plus two forty on, on the puck line. Remember, I always tell you about the puck line ARs. Last night was a good example. I had Tampa and uh, Pittsburgh and Philly on the puck line AR. Now you split. Now in a football split, you lose one hundred and twenty on a hundred dollar AR. Last night, I actually, I think I won forty dollars on an AR split. So you don't have to win both. Well, you, you, you need to win both for the big money, but the point being, when you split, you don't actually lose. If you're playing 200 okay. or higher, you okay. don't actually lose, which is pretty big deal in the long run of percentages. So, yeah, um, that, that was talking gambling. So, yeah, the, the fly, I know, <laughs> we're going to get, get sued for co- copyright infringement off by fucking Big Cat. <laughs> but no, it, it, like you said, Ryan, it's impressive as hell. I mean, 10 in a row in, in any sport, but, but particularly in the, in the NHL. And I think they've, uh, I mean, have they all? How many of them have been regulation? I'm not. Uh, most, all, have uh, they all been? No, no, no they no, haven't they, all been. They won because no, over- they beat the Bruins in a shootout. Uh, yeah, and then they won another overtime game. Um, but it, it, it doesn't even matter. I mean, I mean, look, I'm wondering. I'm wondering as we talk about the standings and we're, we're going through them right now. Yeah. The, I hope the league can figure out a way to get rid of the overtime shootout loss point or create an extra point if you win in regulation or win in overtime before the shootout because everything's so close now. Mm-hmm. And I don't – I just – it should be win, – wins in overtime or regulation, especially regulation, should count a little bit more because you see now so many te- – how many of these games go to overtime every night? It yeah. seems like so many so many games, teams are getting a point. Yes, if you're on the road, why not play for the point? You exactly. Know I, mean? And you, I mean, it's not – not, not that you expect teams to play different, but I mean, it just seems like it's so bunched up. Whereas a, a win should count more than, than a shootout yeah, win. I think they're going to take a look at that. But you like, keep hearing ram- rumblings, but it never. It seems like yeah, every year it, nothing changes. Do they do that in the KHL? Don't they? Do, don't they have a weird scoring system, kind of like that in the KHL? Uh, yeah, you don't get fed if you don't win regulation. <laughs> in KHL, and you have, yeah, you have KHL to toilet puck, water that next EU. game. <laughs> But no, like you said, look, taking a look at the standards now. I mean, I, I was writing some uh, piece earlier, and you know, if you were to tell me a week before Christmas, Ottawa would be second in the Atlantic, and yeah, and, that's shocking. And Philly would be within two points of first place in the Metro. I'd, you know, I'd ask to, to and have the movie a, villain Guy I'd, Boucher in Ottawa. I'd ask to, I'd ask to have a hit of what you were smoking, but <laughs> no, it's, it's certainly two teams that you know I didn't expect to be the top three. Now, of course, there's a lot of hockey to be played. And, and, yeah, that's you what know. you don't want to get ahead of yourself. No, but in the, in the t- and when you go on a winning streak like this and we we can't really not mention that the whole metropolitan division because we, philly's one we're going streaking philly's one pittsburgh's one seven washington's one five and who's the other columbus is one seven columbus i mean talk about making me just eat shit they uh, they've been dominant i'm hoping to get sam gagne on this podcast in nice. the coming weeks who's nice. had a huge year That'd that we, talk, we talked about him um but he loves what's going on there in Columbus. They, they're, they're really a team that's kind of buying in, too. And, I mean, I know I've been on torts, but 
Right now, there's nothing you can say to him because he's doing But who could have blamed you for that, though? I, I don't think anyone really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No who doesn't really, get on? Yeah, him. yeah. You know, I think I think he probably you know maybe changed made some alterations too. I mean, to his style, you know. To you know, I'm sure he gets some feedback from management. And, you know, I go a little lesser on this, a little hotter on that, or whatever. And yeah, uh-huh. that's true. But I mean, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know how long that'll last. That's my biggest thing. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? And the, the East, I mean, you're just looking, you know, at the standards again. And Teams so, are starting to panic. They're so jammed, man. I mean, like, you know, you got Pittsburgh at the top with 43. And then, you know, the eight, uh, well, the eight seed is actually, who the hell is it? It's actually, the Metro's going to have five teams in the it's playoffs. Washington. Well, Washington is technically the eight seed, even though they got 39 points. But if it was the old playoff format, it'd probably be seven teams, seven, six or seven teams from the the Metropolitan Division. Oh yeah, God. Oh, I don't even like remember. Honestly, the old seriously, if you ever want to like fall down the biggest rabbit hole, go up to the NHL playoff history page. The way, like in the seventies, it it looked like fucking Goodwill Hunting was doing like how to figure the, the playoff schedule out because it, 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 you know, they had so much expansion. And I mean, you know, the Vancouver Canucks and the Bruins are in the same division back yeah, in the day. The, that like, makes if, no if you look sense. back. It's actually it's crazy some of the shit. So uh, it, it's like the, at this point, like just keep the fucking playoff situation. Yeah, the same they finally as, figured it you, out. You finally learn it, and then and then they do it all over again. But they, they like in talking, you know, how much hockey's left? These teams that are like out of the playoffs, you know, you look at Florida, Tampa right now. I I, don't, I would be shocked, and I see Tampa oh. in the playoffs. But at some point. Like you can't just keep you know thinking oh, we're going to turn it on. We got plenty of time. Yeah, there's 50 games in the season left, roughly 40, 45, 50. But right, I mean, Detroit. This is going to be Detroit's end of their streak. They're not getting it. They look good. Just very Ooh, average. That means they won't catch the Bruins, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's Pro, your, no, the, 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 I mean, I don't be a homer, but the Bruins do have the uh, it's the pro sports record most consecutive seasons in the playoffs in any in all four sports yeah that's like 29 such a, in a row like the, i remember when the Bru- remember when the bruins had it for, they had it for like 30 years 20 29 they still have the record that's still going well, the bruins have the right that's what are you talking that, about they didn't make the playoffs the past no 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 that's not, no i mean the they record. still have the record is what i mean the bruins <laughs> still hold the record no okay Most well, consecutive well, years when, in the when playoffs they had that sports. record and they were like losing in the first round of year that record's garbage like yeah i mean you're uh, the, but like you, you, you at some point you can be like i've been in the Playoffs twenty nine years in a row. It's, we have won I think, the cup. I mean, it's it's impressive the Red Wings have doing it. So it's impressive that the Bruins did it back then. I mean, you know, if it, people are talking about the Red Wings doing it, it's a big deal. So it certainly was. You know, I isn't mean, that when, what everyone got on Harry Sinden for? For just kind of filling the seats, not really. Yeah, that was that was Harry Sinden talk. And I, I know how about Grinnell's pulling that out of his ass. <laughs> I think that was a, no, it was it was a valid criticism. There was you know the Bruins were not spending a lot of money, but I'll tell you that went away like. In the early nine, I mean mid nineties. I mean they they've been spending, you know, in the top. They were in the top third in the league, you know. And that room, that room, that story was still persistent. I mean, when people say it now, it's like just go to cap friendly, dude. I mean, they, yeah, there's no, know, there's no, they, they spent to the cap. But it, you you bring up a good point, Tampa Bay. Now they're three points back of Ottawa. Ottawa, they have a uh, kind of a sensitive situation. Now the, the number one goaltender, Craig Anderson, his wife's you know going through cancer treatment, and he's taking a leave of absence to be with her. But uh, she he, um, got some good news. Yeah, Good news, good news. Yeah, so okay. that's, I mean, I don't know the good news. I'm think, not a doctor, think, but I'm uh, assuming it's in remission or yeah, she's doing I, I, better. I think uh, the tumors found um, uh, reacted to the treatment or oh, something. Oh, good. Which okay. means, which I did poke, no, I, I poked around Google today. I, did, I didn't find that particular story. But as far as, I mean, yeah, and obviously acknowledging that the, the game is different than real life, but this is. A situation where the two things converge because real life is you know uh, affecting a team and, and we're not minimizing it, it certainly cancer I mean fucking we've all affected by it I don't, I don't have to be redundant and say we're against cancer goes without saying but you know he, he's missing time and now you got Mike Condon starting and he's not as good as Craig Anderson so you know it, it, you wonder you feel bad for Craig Anderson because it puts him in this awful position of you know you want to help your team but your fucking wife has cancer and yeah. I got I mean God you know God bless the poor guy he's going through this situation now where you know your obligation is to to your to your wife and your family of course and you know I you just you know if he's not there then you know Mike Condon's playing I think that's a pretty big drop off in play and I just you know, yeah and I think though that every guy in that room saying we, they, they're not even considering like oh I wish he was back here you know what I mean they're right, saying right. yeah we wish we had him but they're never like why isn't he playing no no like, nobody would ever so question it's, that so no, it's and, almost and it, it's almost more either. frustrating for 
like the entire fan base and everyone just to finally like come back this year, new coach, and then have to, you know, this, this is just such a shitty situation right. for his family that right. we're hoping it gets figured out because when he plays, I mean, they're a really good team. I think Connors played pretty well when he's had to. Yeah. But it, it, it's a drop off. It's a though. huge drop off. Yeah. And there's nothing you can really do and, about it. And, and, and even before that, Anderson's one of those guys. I, I always liked his story. He's always been a battler. I mean, he was actually, he, he, but wore a Bruins uniform for, I want to say, three games as a backup. He didn't actually play back when he was kind of doing the journeyman thing. And then, you know, he's one of those guys who just, they, they kind of need a, a good chance, a good solid chance, and he got it in Ottawa, and, and he ran with that. And I think, you know, similar to, like, Devin Dubnik, you know, who was a... Uh, Devin Dubnik, you know, I, play, I play with Devin I mean, Dubnik. Ed, Edmonton, I mean, they ran him out of Edmonton. He got run out of Arizona, and then he goes to Minnesota, and, and he's a goddamn Vesna yeah, candidate. But then he, was, then he was in the minors for the Canadians. Right. It, it, yeah. I mean, that, that's a guy that... I mean, you see how he plays now. It's, 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 it, I want to say shocking because of where he was, but right. the whole time that I play with him in Edmonton, you ask guys that skated there, like, he, he showed signs of being so good, and he'd have games where he was dominant, and then he would just have games where he just couldn't stop anything. It's like it was almost like a mental thing. Right. Oh, it's um, always mental with goalies. Yeah, they're completely well, tapped. I mean, what, but it, just to see, you know, it's, it's true. You see goalies that c- come around later, but you see how important depth is, and that's why when you're talking about Ottawa and how bad they need Anderson to be playing, like, that's what's so good about Pittsburgh. They, when they don't play Murray, they got Flurry. And you, people are like, why don't they trade Flurry? Trade Flurry. Well, why would you right now? Because every single night, no matter who's playing in net, you know it's an elite guy. You don't have to worry about injuries and losing your stud goalie. So, I mean, you see reasons to have depth in your organization, especially at, at the goalie position. Yeah, uh, with with how I, these teams are doing. I, but in, having said all that, I think even when when he does return, uh, I don't I don't think Ottawa has the offensive depth. I mean, you look at their roster. I mean, Carlson's the leading point getter. He's the defenseman. You know, six points more than than the number two guy. I think Tampa Bay is too good of a team. I think they're just kind of almost like like laying in the weeds a little bit. Yeah, so. I mean, I, if you were to if you were, I don't even want to ask you because you don't count. But if you were going to say who's going to make the playoffs out of Ottawa or Boston, who do you pick? I mean, yeah. Boston because, you know, Rask is such... Because you're a diehard? Yeah, that. But, he, you know, Rask, I think, Rask. Is, he is definitely the difference. So. Yep, he's so, been amazing. So, anyway, so that's, that's, that's what's going on in the East. We'll get to the West in a little bit, but now uh, we're going to take it to... Um, Colby Armstrong. Is he, where, my, uh, is he in Toronto? Where is he? Where are we wiring into right he's now? In, is he he's, in Toronto? He, he's going right? to be in Pittsburgh. Uh, okay. He's up in Toronto. He works for Sportsnet. We'll let him... Uh, yeah, we'll let him that. I didn't know what we, what we were hearing from, but we'll ask him. We're, we're going to uh, wire him in now. So coming up in a second, uh, we're going to bring you Colby Armstrong. Okay, right now we're joined by the infamous Colby Armstrong, former Penguin, former Thrasher. The Arm Dog. The Arm Dog, as he's known on Twitter. Uh, Colby, welcome to the show, brother. Guys, I can't believe I'm on this podcast. Honestly, huge fan. Love listening to you guys. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Real Great hockey to hear. talk, boys. Yeah, you know, you got to live up to Kami just ripping the whole league and pretty much burying <laughs> everyone. <laughs> there's no, way. no There's no living up. There's no living up to what he did. No, you but, know, I'm just gonna try to be myself. Yeah, that's what that's what we love, buddy. We love we we love when you're yourself. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I mean, I I remember um, you and I had a had a pretty funny first meeting when when I uh, turned pro and we we were playing. What was it, Bridgeport in the first round that year? Yeah, yeah, buddy. So remember why don't that? you why don't you why don't you tell everyone what you made me do that first night uh, I turned pro and I was nervous <laughs> before my first game? Uh oh, do we? <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty unbelievable, actually. And thinking back on it, it's kind of stupid. I think we're, were we in the play. I think we were in the play. Yeah, we were. And we get this. We get this kid, Whitney, out of college, star kid, BU, BU, yeah. BU, dude. <laughs> <to> uh oh, that's <laughs> fighting words. Yeah. So this kid comes. He's like got his own car and stuff. We're on the road. He meets us there. Uh, in Bridgeport, like there's nothing there. The city's kind of a dump where we stay. It's like you can't even like, like you're not like can't even go outside. Kind of, it's like nothing around. What's kind, that? Kind of. That place was a complete shithole. There's like shutters on all the windows at like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> like you can't go outside. Like literally. <laughs> Anyways, this kid has his car. We're like, hey, what's up? What's up, wit? You know, like uh, we're in the playoffs, whatever. We're like, yep pile in the car we're like you got a car he's like yeah we're like we make him drive us to the mohegan sun casino for the day <laughs> <laughs> and i think no joke 
no joke. I think we missed curfew too. Did we not? Yeah, we did. We did. And you, and you guys, I remember. I remember to this day. I was nervous. You know, I didn't know anyone. These guys are bullying me to go to a casino the night before my first pro game. And then I get and I get there, and then you go, "Sweet jeans, dude. Those things are terrible." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> fuck this kid. Uh oh, who is this guy?" But I and then you guys taught me how to play blackjack, and the rest is history on that end. Oh yeah, man, You're degenerate. But yeah, 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 buddy. Those jeans were awful. Taking taking fashion tips from a guy from Saskatoon. Let's go. <laughs> did they try to give, Did they try to give you a matching ja- uh, denim jacket to give you the full Canadian tuxedo? <laughs> no, Army already had one. He already had one of those. Oh, uh, Wit was on the Wit was on the college uh, the college look. You know, straight out of college. Yeah, had no clue what he was coming into, and like eight of us piling his in his car, and he drives us to the casino during the playoffs and misses curfew his first night in the Minesies. <laughs> did he, did, did... <laughs> hey, no wonder we both ended up back there. Jesus, did did, did, did the coach find out? Did the coach? Did, no, he, did he didn't. Catch but you, oh, you know, okay. you know who this this coach was. I'm sure you should be able to guess. Um, uh, let's yeah. see. Um, who? Um, Pittsburgh, uh, Tom Ruff, Michelle Terry. Oh, God. Oh, oh. Terry. Hey, oh. hey Army. Oh. Army, why don't you tell oh. the story of a. She's so, spectacular <laughs> of the so, 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 Terry, and all he did was just he'd have meetings with guys. After every practice, he'd, the assistant, Mike Yo, would come in. He'd get three guys meeting, meeting, meeting. Army had. Army, what'd you say? Oh, man. 15 days in a row? Point? Yeah, I wonder. I remember at one point it was like me and me and Matt Murley. You got to get this guy on your show. Yeah, Merles, <laughs> guy's a legend. This guy, me and him had a had like you know like how many days you're in jail markings on the wall like the like four lines with the one across it. We were keeping tallies on like the. Uh, on the on the whiteboard of like every meeting we had <laughs> we were like <laughs> neck and neck at like 20 meetings it was like the first two months of the season and i, I will say <laughs> i will say that meetings meetings is kind of like the wrong word for this because a meeting is when you talk and you go over things these meetings were you're a pussy you're a bitch you suck you f- go fuck yourself your mom hates you so i mean in, in terms of it being a meeting it wasn't but what what was i i, I was trying to remember last night what was the one time you spoke back to him and didn't read? oh yeah that was not it didn't good. go well at all it was literally a <laughs> desk cleaning like full arm swipe desk cleaning I, I i'll never forget because it was like i was half in my equipment after the game one time and yozy comes in and gives me the old uh you know the finger like come here i'm oh. like oh god <laughs> and i look over and like i remember like chris beach and like reed simpson like simmer, like they they're sitting there, like in their stalls. We're still in our equipment. Like I have my shoulder pads off. I'm like about to take off my wheels. I like look up. I'm like, oh god! I get up. I'm still half gear. Start walking over to the coaches. <laughs> oh man! And then I, I, as I'm walking by, like Beachy and and Simmer, are like because this, this has like been going on like for a while with a bunch of us, you know. And we're like, they're like, stick up for yourself. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they got you head, fired like, up. Hell yeah! I'm like, yeah, I'm sticking up for myself for sure. I'm gonna. I'm going to I'm going to fire back if anything goes down. And I, as soon as I open my mouth to fire back, I was completely shut down immediately <laughs> and a full desk swipe. Oh, my God. I left there like a beaten puppy dog. Didn't he offer to fight you, though? I thought it was that. Oh, yeah. He asked me, like, if I was tough. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go to the back door? Uh, back side? Do you want to go to the back side? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that was those were the old days, man. Those were good. That was that's the miners right there, buds. Yeah, Colby, what was the it? Iron League? I, it's it's you know NHL had two different tries in Atlanta, and, and neither one of them worked out. What what? First off, what was your time like there? Did you enjoy it? And second off, did, did you think it's it, it would ever work there a third time? Don't lie. <laughs> no, I won't lie. It was it, you know what? Okay, first of all, when I went there, I was so pissed off. Like I was like, yeah. what the hell? I went from like. Well, Witt can attest to this. Like, yeah, that, I was, a, that was a shitty like, day. At the deadline, and our team was like heating up. I'm like, oh my god, we might win the Stanley Cup this year. Sure enough, the team goes to the final that year. But when I got there, I like my heart wasn't into it. When I got there, I was just like, oh shit, I'm in Atlanta. Like, what the hell? Like, barely any fans at the rank. Just like terrible atmosphere. Nice place to live. Like, I like living there. Witt, you came to my wedding there. Like, Atlanta's a nice city, but to play hockey there was was 
pretty brutal. But you could tell, you. but you could tell people you got traded for Marion Hosa. Isn't that cool? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that, I always leave everyone always says that. that was, yeah. Everyone else that was in the deal, I leave out. I was just like, yeah, I got traded for <laughs> yeah. Hosa. Freaking eight other dudes that rolled with me. Well, it's funny that that's how. Yeah, that's how that that I remember that day so well. But when Army got traded, it was the day of the deadline, and you were roommates uh-huh. with Sid, right? We'll get into yeah, that. Well, we'll get into that. Oh yeah, that. no, Sid was. Uh, Sid had a high ankle sprain at the time, so he wasn't on the road. So like, uh, when I came back, when I went on that road trip, I showed up to the hotel with, and I had my own room, and I'm like, oh god, like why would they give me my own room? You know, I was like, come on, <laughs> like they'd give it to a veteran guy. Like how do I get my own room? You know, like why isn't like. You know, Mark Eaton, instead of rooming with someone else, why doesn't he have his own room? Guy's a veteran, you know? And then sure enough, like, listen, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember I came off morning skate. We're in Long Island playing the Islanders pregame skate. I come in the room, and my bag is sitting out. (laughs) Someone pulled (laughs) it out underneath underneath my stall as a joke to, like, mess with me that I got dealt. And my stomach sunk. I'm like, shut up. And it was like Yarko Rutu. He's like, hee, 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 laughing in the corner. Sure enough, a few hours later, dial her forward. I'm freaking dealt to the thrashers, boys. Oh, man. But, and one of the favorites in the locker room in Army was gone. And then, sure uh, shit, the next year, I'm right out the door. And then they actually won. So I got it way worse than you did. Oh, you got it way worse, dude. I was on a bender, though, during that playoff. <laughs> that was a tough one to watch. Imagine yours. Uh, oh, dude. I will never forget. The Penguins, they won the cup. I had people over my house, and I just went downstairs, and I just, like, Cried a little, and I was just like, what the fuck happened? How did that just happen? (laughs) They won. They actually won. They were down 2-0 to Detroit. At least we just got worked in the finals that you watched, but... Oh my god, dude! How about this? So I, I, I that year, like Sportsnet, who I'm working for now, you do some stuff up there too with yeah, coworkers, me and oh, you, yeah. peers. We're peers, eh? Hey, peers, back up north. <laughs> We're peers. <laughs> so, anyways, they call me. They're like, "Hey, you want to do some uh, work with the playoffs?" I'm like, "Okay, it's like the final, right?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Oh, we'll fly you down to Pittsburgh and you can uh, do the final." I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, hold on, I don't know, I don't know." So they're down a couple, right? So I'm, like, feeling confident, like, no big deal. Okay, I can handle this. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I fly back to Pittsburgh. Like, fans treated me so nice. And, like, it was it was great. I went, listen to this, I went to the game. Like, we, we did our pregame show. I'm, like, yakking it up, telling stories about the boys and stuff and what this team's about, all this crap. <laughs> I, I, I go I go to the game. I'm standing in the old Mellon Arena, like in the igloo in the roof as a press guy now. Well, like all my friends you were there with. This is the year they lost. Yep. Skating around and Stanley Cup logos all over the ice. Jimerson comes out to sing the anthem, <laughs> like the guy that sings the anthem. The crowd's going crazy. I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> I started crying. I was so upset. Because some like, fringe, hey, some fringe Penguins fan was like, hey, aren't you supposed to be out there playing? <laughs> hey, hey, you're, you're having a hurt? great year. Go get it. Win it all the way. Hey, hey, keep making room for Sid out on the ice there, bud. You're really creating <laughs> space for him. <laughs> I was creating some space out yeah, there. Yeah, you know, though. Army people forget. You had what'd you have? The first year you played with Sid, you had I want to say had, forty yeah, points in forty yeah. games. Yeah, at forty points, I think in like forty-seven games. Yeah, hey, like that was a run. Like we were awful, hey, Wit. But I remember at the end of the year, like we were so awful. And, and I remember at the end of the year, our last game of the year, like guys were probably like, oh, thank God this nightmare's over. I'm like, man, can we keep playing? Uh. <laughs> like, I'm lighting it up right now on the show. Now, when, <laughs> when you were younger, when you were a kid growing up, Colby, who, what team did you root for? I know Canada. I was a Habs fan as a kid. Ooh, I was a Habs ooh, fan. Okay, so I think like, we're going yeah. to have to wrap this up right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I didn't know if you were a Leafs fan. So, I mean, because I, I know obviously you played there late, later in your car- yeah. career, and obviously you got a few games with the Habs. But what, what was it like playing for, well, either Canadian, well, each each Canadian team, Toronto and Montreal? I mean, that must be like a, a, a dream come true for, a, for a, a good old Canadian boy, no? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that that was unbelievable. Like, like I was in Atlanta, so I was always like, you know, seeing guys like when you play in that market for a while, you're like, what the hell? How come this guy gets to go play in this those kind of markets? Like, why am I stuck down here? What the hell? And then I finally like come free agent. I'm like, okay. And then Toronto gives me a great offer, um, and I, I'm like, yep, let's go. I'm going up to Toronto. So I went up to the jungle up there. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> it was like, you know, they Fishbowl. call it like in the league like an A market, obviously, and it's like. 
probably one of the best places, you know, and uh, obviously didn't go too well. I got the old injury bug, boys. Hey, the old injury bug. You ever catch one of those, Whit? Hey, <laughs> that thing bit me 19 times in the course of uh, my career. Oh, buddy, let me give you a rundown of what I had. I broke both of my feet one year. Oh. Both of them. <laughs> Try walking with two broken feet. Oh. Dude, you walk all pigeon-toed to begin with. <laughs> These little skinny sparrow feet, I'll tell you. I broke both of my feet. I had a concussion. I got a high ankle sprain. I scratched my cornea, which was terrible. High ankle sprain, by the way, worst injury ever. Ever. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you've seen Wit trying to walk with his feet shaking all the time. Jesus. You can imagine what it's like times 10, aside, probably. Aside from that, Mrs. Kennedy, how was Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had I mean, everything, man. I had surgery. I was stick handling down the ice. My knuckle, my tendon blew off my knuckle. I had surgery. Dude, your wow. body stick was handling. telling you. Your body was telling you it was over. You were never a stick yeah. handle either. You, you know, you pushed yeah, it know. and then ran so, guys who, over. Which, what, Not what, a natural. Which, uh, which city was more of a fishbowl, would you say, Montreal or Toronto? Because it seems like, you know, Toronto yeah. is cra- crazy, obviously, but the Canadians yeah. are, are, are their own creature into themselves. Which, which, yeah, yeah. Which, I, I think, I, well, me, per, I thought Toronto was like quite a bit more of a fishbowl. I thought Montreal, um, I think that, I don't know what it was, maybe the team just kind of protected the guys a little bit more from the media, and maybe the media kind of protected the guys a little bit more in a way. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of like a like a, a reverence towards the team and the players and the history. I don't know. It was just like a little bit of a of a different feeling. But there's a few guys in Toronto that just kind of ruin it for everyone, though. You know what I mean? Like you know how it is. There's a couple guys here and there that just make it <coughs> brutal. Damian Cox, Steve Simmons, something <laughs> 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 <of> my throat, <laughs> blocked by both on. Why those are those are good guys? <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. fun. They're entertaining. <laughs> Those guys blocked you on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, block, I, I, I'm blocked by a bunch of Canadian writers. I, <laughs> yeah. I, Think I, about what he had to say to get blocked, too. I know. I could imagine. I you say the Bruins suck? Yeah, no. No, Cox is annoying, man. I know those guys are cool, but I, I, I think I even asked him, like, a question, that, and he just, you know, didn't like the tone of it or whatever. But either way, we're not here to but talk man, about him. Yeah. Toronto's crazy, though. Toronto's crazy. But I, you know what? Of it all, I'm back here now living in Pittsburgh. I love, I loved it here. I love playing here. I love the people here. I love, I love it, like yeah. the style here. Like it's like sports town, drinking beers, like cheering for your teams. Like people are really friendly and nice. Do people know, wear jerseys there? Place. Do so people I'm back here living now? It's hey, great. do people wear jerseys in Pittsburgh? <laughs> Army? I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody, man. <laughs> <laughs> Full on Jersey Day every day, Colby. I gotta ask you. So, gear. so I'm I'm doing my research to to find you know I Google you and Wit's name together, see if I can find any you know embarrassing videos of you guys, see, see what was going on back <laughs> in the day with you guys, and I I come across this video of you uh, imitating Wit's pregame ritual. Do you, do you remember what his oh, pregame yeah. ritual was? You, that was so like, That was such a that was stupid a reenactment by you that just like by the way. This was a pre-launch season party at like Mellon Arena. They had me and you oh, on the buddy. stage. <laughs> no wonder we were going to be shitty if me and you were like on the stage oh, leading this thing. So Wit does this stupid uh, fake like he's a workout guy warm up like getting loose like flicking his wrists and his ankles around and like <laughs> jumping up and down like Phil Mickelson vertical like just brutal like bouncing around trying to get loose and I, I i don't know why i always notice things about guys like how they tie their skates how they put on their shin pads and tape and i always like just notice like wit's pregame r- ritual and i'd make fun of him all the time i don't know he's probably trying to get dialed in to play like a rock steady game back there and i'm making fun of his pregame warm-up my pregame warm-up and probably why i'm out of the game at 30 years old it was having a coffee and sitting on the couch watching tv <laughs> no you had no. a coffee and then you just sit there and chirp everyone well that's how it was. I know, I know. That, that's yeah, how it plays wait we should tell them about the ass off yeah dude to be honest like i, I my memory is horrendous i don't even remember the ass off dude you said you had a better ass than me in front of the team and i was like no Ooh. way dude look Ooh. at you like did i win no that? way like no, we had an ass off, and I, I swear to God, I won, and you claimed it as yours, and it was. St- it, it, I don't think it's settled to this day, but the whole team lined up to, tell, to say who had a better ass. Wow. These- well, two guys, listen, we're two guys who 
This don't, guy. We don't have great bodies, I'm going to say, kind of bag of milk you know, type bodies. Yeah. So they just let it to us. And I was like, <laughs> enough. I'm fucking, I got the best ass between me and Army. I, I, I'm pretty sure I won that one, Army. I got a little muscle <laughs> oh, back there. I'm not sure how, <laughs> ass off. Huh? I, I, my ass fell off in the fucking womb, so I'm, I'm the last guy to get, get into an ass off situation. <laughs> Who judges that? Rear's, rear's back goes straight to his legs. There's just nothing there in between. Yeah, my ass is sponsored by some of a lumber. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we had some good times though back then. We had a good group of guys. Like we'd go to dinners all the time, out out and eating in restaurants, bars, and whatever. We were a young group. We were having fun. Anyway. Yeah, that was, that a good was time, those man. are the best. Those are the best memories. The Pittsburgh days. From there, it was just downhill for both of us. <laughs> yeah. It really was. Oh, yeah. That's why. I mean, well, that's why for for people that they start. You know, we talk to guys all the time. They start. They start their career in a certain city, and. For some reason, it never it never feels like it's as good or as comfortable as it as it was that first yeah. time. I think because we grew up together in the minors with guys, but um, you know we were still lucky to play. But I do want to get you know you are an NHL analyst, right? Very professional we guy. Get his opinion here. On I'd, I'd like to get what you who do you who do you think right now is your pick to win the Stanley Cup? I'd love to the I'd love to know that, and then I'd also love to know what you think is actually going on with the Flyers right now to be able to win ten in a row. I know. Hey, wow. I well, you know, this might sound like a homer move, but I picked Pittsburgh again. And if, like, I, honestly, if I was uh, like being an analyst, I just looked at them like the way they played last year, and that's this is why I picked them. And obviously, they have their pretty much their exact same lineup. With they lost Lovejoy and and um, Zakoff, yeah, and, and that's it. They have everyone else's back, so that's the reason why um, I think we're starting to see them play like right now in this in this run they're getting like depth scoring back again like this speed game like i have to like admit like through the first 25 games we saw like a team like like a yo-yo man they were up and down like i was like oh my god what's going on right now what's going on with some of these guys i think some of those like wilkesbury guys they called up last year uh were kind of like spinning their wheels a little at the start so we didn't have like that depth that they had last year through their run but I don't know. Right now, I, I, I can't see. Yeah. I don't know. In the East right now? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. In the West, like the East is crushing right now. So I, th- I think that I think Pittsburgh for sure, if I could make a prediction. I made a prediction at the start of the year. At the start of the year, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to might be wrong with this prediction. It's so hard to go back to back. And Pittsburgh looks like so up and down. But right now, they're dialing her in. So yeah, and we'll see-, see if they can peak at the right time. I don't know. And, and with Philly... I just think, you know, with the the way the league is now, like everyone's trying to catch up to this new model of like speed and skill instead of this heavy, heavy thing they talked about out West that's kind of faded out. And they're kind of all stuck in between out West now. Like yep. some of these teams are trying to flip over in this arms race for speed and skill. And right now you look at the Metro division, I think all these teams are just deep in speed and skill. So I think you look at like the way they're built, they added this Konechny kid and that Provorov on D. Both guys are like, like Konechny's fun to watch. He's going to be a player. And this yep. Provorov, defenseman, this guy, human breakout, head up. Like this guy's like going to be a star. So they added some speed and skill to their lineup of, you know, in the past they had other demon there, you know, like Grossman and Shen, just bigger old school guys that play that style. And now they added in the, these other guys that can, these young kids that can skate and like yeah. the ghost. I mean, the ghost is having like an off year right now, the you ghost. know, like the from ghost the year last year, the ghost, Col- he is a, he's a little bit of a ghost. Colby, <laughs> going back to the uh, Penguins for a second. Um, do you think they hang on to both goaltenders for the, for the entire year? Or do you, do you think they'll, if they get a, a good offer for, well, particularly Mark Andre Fleury, they would pop yeah. with him. Do you th- do you, I mean, they, I mean, they, you know, Murray won them the cup last year. He's, he's putting up the uh, good numbers this yeah, year. He's good. So, I mean, do you think they're going to hang on to both goalies for the entirety of the, of the regular season? Yeah, I do. Like, I do. And I think this is why. <clears throat> I think, like, if they're going to make a deal, they'll make it at the end of the year on something maybe before, like, you know, they really – I mean, they have time to do something. But Murray's contract doesn't kick into next year, so he's still making, like, 800-something. So, like, this is the year you can kind of – Yep. You can kind of do it. And, Good point. And, yep. I mean, does it suck for Murray or, or for Flurry? Yeah, it does. If he has to, you know, share the net with this kid who's playing like he's top four in the league and goals against and save percentage in both. And I mean, he's, his wins loss record is unbelievable. So, um, you know, it's just going to be a, a fight for the net. And the, the, the problem with it is, is I don't think, Fleur, uh, well, I know for sure Flurry has never like done this before. So I think, 
you know, mentally for him to wrap his head around it right now is probably difficult for him. Um, you know, fighting for his net and, you know, one bad play, he's like, oh, crap, I'm going to lose my crease again. But he has, just has to mentally, like, wrap his head around it right now and figure out, you know what, like, when I'm in there, I got to just, I got to do my job. And he's going to have a bad game, and Murray's going to get in there again, and Murray's going to lose the net again, too, to Flurry. But I think it's a pretty good problem to have if you're a coach. But just mentality for a goalie, especially a veteran guy, it's a little different when you're a young kid, just... You get in there and you're like, "Okay, I'm doing it." Yeah. And if you're yeah. a veteran guy, you yeah. get in there and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna lose it," you know? Yeah, right. I think right. so. I mean, it's it's different, but I think this. I think they can. I think they can go with holding off this year. Plus, Flurry has that no movement clause. Like he has 12 teams, I think, on his list. So, I mean, it, unless he says yeah to like a certain situation of a team on his list, he they're not gonna lift him to move. You know, he's not gonna say no. He's not gonna say yeah, move me to you know wherever you want. He's, right. He's right. got his list, so it, 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 it's pretty limited. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I can see them keeping them, both of them all year. Yeah, well, I, I said the same thing earlier, just because goaltending depth when you get to the playoffs is so uh, is so important. But I know we, we've kept you uh, probably longer than you have with your with your three kids. Oh, I thought we were going to get way. in some body contact co- uh, questions. Actually, yeah. I will, you guys I, talking I, about I, that I, with Commodore, telling how I used to mop guys off the floor, bud. I will say, <laughs> I, do you think you still could still play? I mean, I don't know if you guys remember Trevor Latowski, Patrick Eves. <laughs> oh, oh, who are the people you, you knocked you got, out? You got a pretty impressive YouTube uh, reel there, my friend. Oh, so listen to this. So listen to this. So, okay, I'll, first of all, I'll tell you about something like that. That Litowski hit, I still, to this day, I feel t- terrible about it. That one. That one was bad, eh, Wit? Yeah, dude, they were all, every time you hit someone and they were laying there lifeless with the stretcher coming out, they, uh, were, they were all bad. I felt bad for Litowski. I called him after, and he was a good guy about it. And that was, like, back in the day when, like, you come through the trolley tracks, like, whatever, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just that, like That's the way the game was played school, then. you know? Yeah. No, there was no rule against what you were doing. You were just crushing guys with your shoulder. They were all legit. You never got even got a penalty on them. Yeah, but they're, they're on the head. But I never got a penalty. I know I never got one penalty. Like, it was crazy. Like, today I get kicked out of the league. <laughs> but it's like, at the time, yeah, like, I mean, if I saw a guy, like, with his head down or... You know, some different moments. Like, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, my eyes light up like a friggin' slot machine. I was just like, here we go. Yep. And I just knew it was going to be, like, huge. And, like, you know, after the fact, when you see a guy laying like that, I, I not, not, you know, I felt bad. Like, I, get, I felt like after Latowski, I couldn't even, like, I, guys were, like, trying to fight me. I'm like, guys, I can't even fight you right now. I feel so bad. <laughs> and, like, our team felt bad. I, like, took our team out of it. Well, it's just... We were all disgusted with but that. That, was, that one was bad. That was how the game... I mean, it's so different now. And I, to, to be honest, I think it's right. I mean, I think if you high stick a guy in the yeah. face and you get a penalty, if you put your shoulder into a face, you should. But back when you were doing it and Rafi Torres, these guys, I mean... That was the game. I mean, you had your head down. You were getting hit in the head. You were probably getting knocked out. It, it, the league changed. But in terms of yeah. you doing that, I just remember you would just come down. The guy would wheel the net with the puck. He'd have his head down. You'd leave your yeah. point, man, and come down and just You know what I stole guys. that from? I stole that from Dennis Bonvi. I saw when I was in the minors. <laughs> oh, we should have him on this. He was so a tough you, bastard, You meet man. some of these guys. And you see some things these guys do. And I had some other plays. Like, I was always thinking of, like, different plays. I had this other one. I only did it a few times, but that one around the net, Bonvi did it in the minors one time, and, like, a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, wow, that's a great idea on how to crush guys. <laughs> and I started doing it, and I had, like, a little bit better skating than Bonvi and a little bit, like, maybe better timing on hitting. And I could time it, like, perfect coming around, and no one's expecting to be there, and just bawango. <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, I had a few. Like, YouTube's filled with it, and then... uh uh, I had another one. I, I kind of it happens every once in a while. They're a little bit risky, but I was playing with Sid, who was like smart, and he could like pick up on some of these, especially early when I was trying them. When you leave your position to go crush a guy, but when guys are like doing a cycle and they go to like the defenders on them and they're like coming up to the hash marks oh, and yeah. they go to like look, they look back to like bump it back and then you come down from your d-man and just like you're not supposed to be there that's why it's like perfect but if they ever saw you it's like back to your d-man your d-man could walk down broadway and just light show yeah but, but you still uh, would have you still would <laughs> him uh. sneak attack but i got a six-year-old son hey this youtube that's all i, I have no goals on youtube it's all me <laughs> just like burying guys i remember driving in the car one day my kid's like Hey, Dad, can we go back home and watch YouTube of clips of you knocking guys' heads off? (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is so bad. I don't even let them watch YouTube anymore. And I got guys at Sportsnet, Wit, 
to to find like a bunch of my goals like so nice of them it was a great moment for me and i could actually show them that i scored goals in this league and like clips of me like being cool yeah yeah so like, i had to do that you're like i swear to god I, I, awful. I swear to god i had the puck sometimes cruise i, I really did <laughs> yeah. but uh no but army no we really appreciate you coming on um we have some great memories together and these guys appreciate it well so thank Col- you. yeah colby uh, we appreciate it immensely having you on uh you're at I'm dog on Twitter. Uh, anything else you want yeah. to promote? Any anything else you want to get out there to our listeners? Uh, and you know your parents really have anything on Sportsnet. No, I got you're on Sportsnet. Got, yeah, Sportsnet yeah, up, up in Canada, Canada for our and, Canadian uh, listeners. Eh? Yeah, and Root Sports in uh, Pittsburgh. I do some post game stuff and pre game radio stuff here. So that's 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 my that's my life now uh, in hockey. It's been pretty good, but uh, I'm a big fan of your guys' podcast. It's awesome. You guys are crushing it. I listen to it all the time. Thanks a lot. And, thanks, uh, appreciate thanks for that. everything, boys. Yeah, tell Potash I said what's up. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, listen, this Potash just had a beer launch the other day. The <laughs> local beer company made a beer and named it after him. It's called Thanks, Dan. Remind me never to try it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's a great guy. All right, yeah, buddy. Thank you very guy. much. All right, boys. Thanks Take for care, Ram. Thanks, Colby. All right, see you. See you, boys. That interview was brought to you by BetDSI.com. With bowl season coming and right around the corner and the NBA playoffs looming, it's time to get on BetDSI.com to get in all your action. With over 20 years in the business, BetDSI is one of the top-rated sports books out there. If you read any of the reviews on any sites, BetDSI.com is always among the top ones. They've got a great mobile product that's easy to use from anywhere. Uh, my particular favorite, live in-game wagering. If you like a, a game in between periods and a hockey game and you, you know, think a team's going to have a strong third period, you can jump on get some action there. Uh, you can do that other sports as well through the entire game or an event. They got great customer service available 24/7 365 days a year. They have a great reputation for fast payment on winnings when you do win at betdsi.com. You get a free $10 just to try the service for registering and a 200% bonus with your first deposit. That promo code is spit200. Again, the promo code spit200 at betdsi.com. Give it a try. All right, don't forget for both new and returning members, it's automated, so they should see this in the cashier. 200% means if you deposit 500 you get 1000 in total. Bonus credits, so the total winds up being 1500 This is for both sports and casinos, so when you deposit the 500 you get a total of 1000 in your sports account and 500 into your casino account. All right, once again, <clears throat> excuse me, thanks to Colby Armstrong at Armdog on Twitter for coming in. Uh, great guy, like you said, which... Oh, yeah, uh, great guy to have beers all with. Time, all-time Canadian accent there, too. That oh, is, yeah. Oh, that's a doozy, eh? He's shocked by our Boston ones, Oh, yeah. So, especially yours. Culture, culture shock for him. A lot of culture. Uh, yeah, a lot of culture. Uh, anyways, last night, probably one of the dirtier... I hope it's the dirtiest hit we see this year because we don't want to see anything dirtier than that, but uh, Mike Hoffman. Oh. I mean, just absolute fucking cross-check to the back of the head of Logan Couture last night. Completely unnecessary. Um, I don't know what his track record is. I don't, I don't think Hoffman has a, a bad record with the Department of Player Safety, but I gotta think he's gonna get a, at, least, a, at least 10 games Ten. Off. At least. I'm, I'm just spitballing without yeah. even knowing his history. Well, the yeah. only, if you watch the video, we, we'll have to tweet it out, Mikey, from Yeah, I'll tweet it out. But I think that Hoffman, uh, this is, no, this is a complete guess by me. What do I know? But it looks like Hoffman's going to give him a shot, and you can see Brendan Dillon comes in. And I, I, I don't think, I, knowing the type of player Mike Hoffman is, I don't think he meant to cross-check him in the head. It doesn't look like that, I understand. Right. But when Brendan Dillon comes over and kind of makes contact with him, I think his stick, instead of it being a cross-check to his back, I think it turns into right into the back of his head. So I... I I mean, kind of rides up. You think? Yeah, that, that's I mean, what I that, think. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I can't say for sure. Like, I, like, like I mentioned, but he's not the type of guy to really make a vicious cross check to the head. And I mean, who really is? But Mike Hoffman, he's a goal scorer, skilled, fast player. Unless he really despises Logan Couture, who's who's a stoolie, big stoolie. Um, right. Maybe this guy. And, maybe he doesn't like Boston well, and Hoffman. Well, our, no. our boy, <clears throat> uh, at Boston Jordy, who uh, we had our Flyers correspondent. Uh, I, I guess apparently Mark Ed, Edward Vlasic, a.k.a. Pickles, mm. the best tasting pickle pickles. I ever hoid, uh, 
Vlasic, I guess he speared um, Eric Carlson, you know, prior to that in, in the game. So, yeah, you know. Torres came on the ice and tried fighting Pickles, and then there was kind of a melee. But, I mean, later on, I, yeah, 10 games, maybe. I'm, it, I mean, it, well. You're saying more or less. I, yeah, I'm saying I, less. Okay. All right, well, the optics of it. i he gets five or six. The optics of it are pretty bad. I mean, the. You know, I mean, again, if he was trying to hit him and, and the first contact was high in his shoulder blades and it rode into his head. But I'm watching the the, the, the angle from out front. It, it just doesn't – I don't see it there. I just don't – it doesn't look like he – I mean, it looks like he catches him clean on the back of a helmet. Wait, you ever I mean, done something like that where, like, you go to do something and it turns out way worse yeah, than and it, it is? Yeah, it's actually funny because I, it, I did it. Against Ovechkin, yeah, look, look at by this. accident. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No. We're, we're doing the good radio where we're yeah, well, yeah. We had a video. Listen, yeah, that was awesome. That was like straight so, out of fucking radio play. When I was in Pittsburgh, uh, I went to just stick my leg, stick my stick in between um, Ovechkin's legs, just to kind of tie him up in front mm-hmm. as a shot was coming from the point. Yeah, and totally by accident, speared him right in the nuts. Ugh. And he goes down. Ugh, uh, he's like screaming in Russian. I'm like, oh, uh, shit. And I'm looking around like, who's going to jump me? Nobody did because like the buzzer, you know, the, the period ended. And he was laying there screaming. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I kind of loved it because it was great that he was down there in pain. But at the same time, <laughs> I was like, somebody's going to try to kill me in the third period. Oh, yeah. Nobody ever did. I think everyone either didn't know what happened or realized it was a complete accident. But that's just an example of, of you know, trying to do something and something else worse happens. But it's different when you get a stick up near somebody's face. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that he purposely yeah. meant to do it. What do you see now, Ari, now, after now, watching the replay? Now, look at this replay. You, I, they, I, they can't look at this. They, no, I know you. I'm pointing to you, but <laughs> I'm going to explain it. You can't really say. I mean, he definitely doesn't hit the shoulder first. The only thing is, you you, you know, from that angle, it, it looked like he might not have been looking directly at Coach Jordan. Maybe just was... was, yeah. was um, Either way, Re- reckless. Either maybe. way, it doesn't look good. Reckless yeah. more than malicious. But either way, the bottom line is he cross-checked his directly in the back of his head with a helmet. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know what. It, again, I'm not sure what Hoff, Hoffman's record is off the top of my head. I, don't, I, I would, I would not, say he doesn't. He have probably doesn't have anything off the top of my head either. So yeah, maybe ten games is excessive. But again, the optics of it are pretty bad, and that's the type of shit. Obviously, they're trying to get out of the league. So yeah, we want to uh, acknowledge that before we bring it to um, one of our favorite segments here on. Spitting chicklets. Spitting chicklets. We got all right, all right, Hamilton, Hamilton. and uh, Mikey Grinelli, our uh, esteemed Wink Martindale. All right, Hamilton. All right, Hamilton. Let's start off with Helmer. Helmer asks, "Boys, the wings are a joke. It's painful." (laughs) As a diehard fan, I hope they tank and trade all vets. Your thoughts? All right, Hamilton. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, every every fan when you see a. I'm not going to say a dynasty, kind of a dynasty, what they've done the last 20 it's, years. Yeah, it's been impressive. But as it's coming to an end and, and them being an elite team, you want to say, all right, let's start over. Let's get back to the top. But Doesn't work who does he way. want them to trade? I right. Mean, Nicholas Cronwall, um, great career, great defenseman, killer. Maybe he gets traded. I I just don't see what, what they really have to even even trade. I mean, they signed Franz Nielsen this summer to a five-year deal. I don't think that they're looking to re- kind of – Rebuild at any point. I mean, they're not going to be that type of team, right? They're, they're kind of so. Well, a lot of teams. I mean, the, the Bruins aren't quite in the same position, but they're, they're not too far from it. Where you, you know, you're not that close to the bottom, and you know, where you're, you're going to like just blow your team up for. You know, that's just not. You know, that's not a sound thing to do because you're not guaranteed of anything by intentionally blowing your team up like that. I mean, they, they do have some good pieces in place. Jimmy Howard's been, you know, pr- having a pretty good he's, year. Yeah, he's had a good year, and, and uh, since he's been hurt, Mrazek's been real good. And I don't know what, what Zetterberg has left in the tank. Um, you know, like I said, Nielsen's been, you know, he's been all right. He hasn't been outstanding the father. I, I, you know, Vanek got hurt. I, I don't, yeah, their team is just. Yeah, it's tough to just, like you say, blow it up and, and start over because you, you have a lot in place. So, I, I mean, as a Bruins fan, I, I don't sympathize with you as a division rival. And personally, I, I know, I, I don't want Detroit to continue their playoff streak because. You know, it's a Bruins record, so yeah. selfishly. All right, next question. All right, Kyle Hughes asks, when slash which Canadian team do you think will end the cup drought? All right, Hamilton. <sighs> wow. Who asked that? Kyle Hughes. Kyle, that's not Goes by bad. Hughes All-Star 17. Never. Um, an All-Star. My guess on that. Fuck, I want, I mean. Who's the, 
The next Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Oh, God, it's it's been so long. I mean, it's out of think. Um, I got, I'm thinking Montreal, and then this crazy side of me saying Edmonton, because I don't know if any of those teams will. That's exactly what I'm thinking. I don't know if, I don't know if, if Montreal is, it, what they have right now, Montreal's in their window. Say they have a four-year window. Yeah, absolutely. If they won one in the next four years, I wouldn't be shocked, mm-hmm. but... I would, I'd, all, I'd also look to, to Edmonton with McDavid. I just think of McDavid, and guys like that end up winning Stanley Cups. Yeah. It didn't take yeah. Crosby super long. T- didn't take Taves super long, and he's just one of those guys that should follow. But for my answer, I'm going – I'm still sticking with Montreal. I'm, I'm gonna, still sticking with Montreal. I'm going to go Calgary. I'm going to go off the reservation a little bit. That, that's, that's, that's really off the reservation. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I th- right. Brian Elliott's been – a disaster so far, but he's he's going to come around. I think it's just an adjustment for a goal. He's a veteran. He's kind of established. Um, not this year, certainly. I, I'm not calling on Calgary for this year, but yeah, just my whatever. What do I got to lose, right? Exactly. I, I would guess Edmonton, but Shirelli's just going to trade one of the superstars oh, away. So. Oh, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> All right, so last one. Last one we got yep. here. Um, you could say it. Still looking for the first just wild. A, today. T- Tony Wright asked, still looking for the first wild shootout. Uh, shutout. Oh. No, shootout. Oh. But is Eric Stahl the best signing of the offseason? Ah. He certainly has been way better than I think people thought he would be finishing last year with the Rangers the way he played. Yeah. Um, I read and heard that he changed his, you know, training techniques to some. He started skating earlier um, with his brothers. So I think that that's definitely helped. <laughs> It, it it seems like now, I mean, the best players get locked up or they do get acquired via trade. And these free agent signings now, they're never the best players in the league a- anymore, really. And, you know, you see a guy like Brent Burns. Was he going to be a UFA this summer? Nope, gets locked no up. No way. And so you, you don't see, by the way, Joe Thornton, I know this is off topic, but that question was mangled. Joe Thornton called Brent Burns the best player the planet, right? In the, yeah, the best. He's the best player in the league, not the best defenseman, the best player in the NHL. So that shows you what a Hall of Famer thinks of, of Brent Burns and what he's doing out there. I don't necessarily agree with it. Thirteen think, goals, though. I mean, thirteen he's goals it up this year. Um, yeah, and last year's the same way. I think he had twenty-eight yeah. last year, maybe twenty-seven. He carried them through that playoffs too. Yeah, so I mean, that's a guy that just 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 continues to dominate. But it goes back to the free agent thing. I, I Eric Stahl has been good. I don't know who do you have, all right. You know, it's it's funny. Like you just said, these guys get locked up for so long, typically good players. And, and I'm like, well, geez, I'm like struggling to remember who the I know, free I know, were. The, somebody, you know, the like, free agent frenzy day, July 1st, used to be crazy. You know, TSN covers yeah. it. Sportsnet covers it. Every It's all in Canada, NHL Network here. And now it's just kind of lost its luster because the elite players don't really go to UFA anymore. Kyle yeah, Pozo I, in Buffalo, I know he was one. He was a big name. I'm going to be a total home with my answer, but I'm going to say Dominic Moore. Dominic Moore, seven that is goals. a great signing. Seven you know, great goals. Signing. I mean, yep. depth I signing mean, for the Bruins. Uh, it's not interesting not, pick. Not in so many that he has more goals than than Stahl. It's just that you know, per what you're paying him and what you're getting out of him. I mean, I think he's 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 been an outstanding signing for the Bruins. So, all right, well that that wraps up our. Uh, all Right Hamilton segment. And All Right Hamilton was brought to you by the 5-4 Club. What is the 5-4 Club, you ask? Well, I'm one of those guys who likes to look good, but I have no clue what to get and where. Well, the 5-4 Club does all of that for you, head to toe. Don't have time to shop? 5-4 Club is for you. Don't like to shop? 5-4 Club is for you. Here's how it works. You sign up for a membership at 5-4-Club.com. And for just 60 bucks a month, they send you an outfit every month. 60 bucks, they dress you head to toe. Where else can you find a deal like that? And the best part is, not everyone is getting the same stuff. You personalize your own profile for the type of clothes you want delivered to you. What's better than that? Go to 54 Club right now and use the promo code CHICKLETS at sign up and get 40% off your first month worth of 54 packages. Also, Mark Canary sunglasses valued at $75. Offer expires December 31st. And of course, our most popular segment with our most reader interact, our listener interaction is uh, "Ask a Millennial." What's up, gentlemen? How we doing, youngins? Uh, young uh, hobbies? I mean, I'm ready. Dude. Uh, we had, oh, by Ready's the way, friend, friend of the show, uh, Captain Con- at Captain Cons, who was uh, also co-host of our uh, sister blog. I love calling them sister blogs to piss people off. Uh, sister blog zero blog thirty. The sister blog with the two the two uh, former veterans. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, Captain- we're, the, we're the sister blog. 
he uh, he he disagreed. He was a millennial, and he and he's thirty two years old. But I I told him it's a math thing. It's not like a feeling thing. I, I, I we hated being called Generation X too. Well, I, you know that was I don't the, think I'm a millennial. But yeah, I know, the but stats yeah, I am. The, the stat yeah, the, I the, am. the same metrics say you are than you are. Well, Generation X raised the millennials. So let's get that. No, out we there. didn't. No, it's no, we didn't. It's some some Generation X did raise some millennials, but general I didn't. I'm too. I I, I didn't have kids when I was fucking twelve over there, guy. Uh, <laughs> all right, first off, okay. first. Stop. Um, I'll go with Mikey first. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. John Carpenter. I mean, I'll make a guess. I don't know. It sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> John Carpenter. You have no idea. No idea. Professional okay. boxer. Okay. Oh, well, that's not a bad guess. Yeah. John Carpenter. John Carpenter, Ryan. What the fuck Is that the man socks? who started Home Depot? No, that's a good that's guess. That's a nice, high, uh, nice guess. But uh, no, John Carpenter is a world-famous, renowned uh, director of movies. He directed... What movie? Halloween is probably his most famous movie. The classic... classic the uh, horror, horror, horror movie. movie? Probably one of the greatest horror movies of all time, if not the greatest. Not a horror movie guy. He, I'm, I'm, Me either. Yeah, but yeah, Halloween... I think Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, they kind of like... Such classics, they kind of transcend whether you watch horror. Did or not. this guy win like an Oscar? No, he's he's a, he's directed uh, Halloween. He directed uh, The Fog. He directed um, Escape from the Ark. Kurt Russell, did you ever see that? No, nope. it's, it's a futuristic movie where Manhattan is a prison, and uh, Kurt Russell basically gets airdropped. Then he has to rescue the president. It's a real crazy. <laughs> it's a real crazy sci-fi movie. Um, that that's that thing would last ten minutes on my TV. Extremely, extremely popular uh, film. I think it was like uh, early eighties. He's anyways. He's he's very famous director. He's done some horror movies. Uh, done a few other genre films, but yeah, not again. Not not particularly shocked. You didn't get it. Oh, another one he did is uh, They Lived. Do you ever see the the Rowdy Roddy Piper movie? No. So basically, the movie that Roddy Piper did. Yeah, it was. Oh, I might have. Se- I no joke. I might have seen that. Yeah, where, where basically they have the with if you wear the sunglasses, you see what all the other yep. people. See. Yeah, I don't want to. Shockingly, I, yes. Even I've he, seen that. even though it's it's um you know like twenty eight years old, I still don't want to blow blow the uh, blow the end. And I just so I'm so anti spoiler. So, anyways, John Cobb. But not over two, no surprise. All right, now next up, who wants to go first? Uh, I, I, I'm guessing that we won't I, even I, sniff I, it. I think Ryan might know this, so I'm going to go Mikey first. Mikey, look who's talking. Look who's talking. Look who's talking. Like, where did the phrase "look who's talking" come from? <laughs> uh, look who's oinking. Look who's oinking. Is it like a movie? I, I'm going uh, to guess it's a. Is it a movie? Uh, you, I'm you, give a, movie. you make a guess. You wow. don't ask me. This ain't Jeopardy. Okay, look who's final talking. Am- it's a movie. Ryan. Dude, look who's talking. Great movie. Ah. Oh, but oh, but, just, but uh, the problem is I, <laughs> I don't remember the plot completely. It was about baby. Babies were involved in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it talking babies? Um, it was. Oh, first off, I think this is our first two for two. Yeah, it is a, it is a movie. My, I, he had no clue. He had evil no clue. Evil. Guess, we both got evil can evil. Okay, that's right, too. Um, it was babies look, that would chat. Look, the, it was, look who's talking. Is Yep, it's baby Mikey is voiced by Bruce Willis, um, and the father is John Travolta. He knocks up Kirstie Alley. He's the cab driver. He knocks up Kirstie Alley, and... But uh, yeah, Bruce Willis is the baby of the and whole thing. And who's the girl baby voice? That's the look who's talking too, the Roseanne Barr. Oh, so the, ba- the was girl wasn't in the first. Yeah, one. she was. Uh, yeah, he might. Have, he has a couple like interactions with other kids in the first one, but it's look generally who's talking. And you know what the funny part about look who's talking is? It, it, it actually really, truly, crazily works as a prequel for Pulp Fiction if you think about it. Because Are you just like on another planet? No, 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 no. Because in Pulp Fiction, you know, it basically, if it, there's there's a movie yet to be made that goes between Look Who's Talking and Pulp Fiction that'll explain why Bruce Willis, the son of John Travolta, had a fallen out with his father, and then they have a you know, I'm telling you, it works. Like, think about it. Because, oh, okay, because, I see where you're going. John Travolta going. is, but they're two different directors. And two different, yeah, yeah, but yeah, fuck it, you know, we're, we're just we're just spitballing here. No, but honestly, if you really think about it, look who's talking can be a prequel to Pulp Fiction. All it needs is a Empire Strikes Back, and we could have some fine cinema. All right, two for two there. Next up, Mikey Grinelli. This is probably an easy one. I'm going easy on you guys. My finest sales, two turbos in a nine one one slope. Tone Loke. Wait, what? I have no idea what was just said. Tone, yeah. I know I was quoting Tone Loke. <sighs> I have no oh, idea. Right. Tone Loke. 
the black guy who talks. Uh, he, he get, he's the guy who talks like, like the way the scratchy, I talk. He's got yeah. the scratchy voice. What, what songs he, did he sing? Uh, oh, and I just gave away his. No, single. no, no. Yeah. I knew that. He he. Re, um, oh my Real gosh. famous one. Yeah. Real uh, famous. Real one. exactly. Shit. Let's do the wild thing. Yeah, the wild thing. thing. Wild yeah. thing, dude. I need oh, fifty dollars to make yes. you holler. I go cool to do the wild thing. Was he an actor too? Yeah, he's why he played wild thing. Wild thing. He did funky Cold Medina. Yeah. Yup. 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 Those are two huge monster hits. Uh, and yeah, he did act and uh, he did some work. I actually just was quoting his work from the Michael Mann masterpiece, Heat, uh, starring Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Val Love Gilma. that movie. Fantastic movie. Wayne Grow. Wayne Grow. Wayne Savage, Grow got him, Savage got him Wayne Grow. Um, yeah, he said when, it, when he was talking to Al Pacino, he was like, You might find yourself two turbos yes. in nine months. Yes. Nope. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yes. That, yes. And I'm not listening. Full tone yes. Loke imitation. <laughs> all right. Witz got it, as I suspected he might. Uh, one more here. I'm two for three today. He's doing all right. Shitty um, John Carpenter. Yeah. And we, we, we're, we're looking at two out of four. Um, Witz, Dog Day Afternoon. That's like when it's really hot in the summer. That's that's not inaccurate, uh, but that's not what we're going for today on Ask a Millennial. That's Grinelli, I don't even know why I'm turning your way here, but we can at least get your guests for shits and giggles like Jeopardy style. And write something down. I would have guessed a movie, another movie. I fucking it's blind squirrel, right, Wits? Well, I mean, if you just pick movies, he's well, I, I try to movies. mix it up. Movies, he's a movie buff, I actually so. went two movies today, but yeah, he 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 got a correct. It sounds guess. like a movie title. It is Dog Day Afternoon was a uh, nineteen, I think, seventy five Al Pacino film. Uh, he it's based on a true story of a guy who robs a bank in Brooklyn um, to fund his lover's sex change operation. Uh, but the, wow. the the robbery goes askew, and they end up taking hostages, and it plays out on live television. It was an actual event. Um, um, plays out on live television, but it's kind of one of those. It's a bank robbery hostage movie, but it actually has a lot of humor to it. Directed by the great Sidney Lumet. Uh, it, it also stars John Cazal, who was Fredo in The Godfather, and I think we noted this in the podcast. Yeah, he before. was in all the five, Oscar movies. This is well, this is one of his five Oscar nominated best best picture Oscar. Yeah, best, what uh, you know what what, I mean. what what was I was I thinking? Dog Days of Summer? Yeah, no, Dog Day. Yeah, you could say it's a Dog Days of Summer or something something like that. That's certainly a phrase. But yeah, okay, Dog Day Afternoon. I'm somewhat there is uh, is is great flick. Mind. Go go seek it out if you want to see a couple of uh, acting masterpieces in John Cazal and uh, Al Pacino. So that'll wrap up uh, on not only the segment, but I believe the show this week. Is uh, is there any additions? Or there is. We, I, I haven't asked an old fuck question. Oh, yeah, that's right, too. What am I talking about? Mikey's see, good I'm, at this. I'm, I'm old. I you forgot. say movies, and he's just going to say, like, current rappers. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I got a good Movie one. about rappers. So uh, first off, rest in peace to Alan Thicke. Yeah, just wanted to say that. Yep. Yeah, that's a good call. Yep. That guy. I mean, I, I, I don't obviously didn't know him, but he seemed to be very in tune with hockey and the NHL. Yeah, good friends with Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, that someone sucks. said he had a lot to do with bringing Gretzky to LA. He was he helped out in, in bringing him there. Wouldn't but, surprise me. So my question to you, Ra. Mm-hmm. First off, do you know the name of his son? That is a professional singer. Yeah, Robin Thicke. He got sued for stealing Marvin Gaye's song. Yeah. Oh my so God. okay, so do you know? Do you know what his his famous song is? Blurred lines. Oh, wow, man. dude. Did okay. he have Google up? Did you did you see my phone when it was sitting out over <laughs> no, here? I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not culturally fucking illiterate. I do. I do some things. Do do come across my radar. No, yeah. he's seen blurred lines on like a yeah, and, a, and honestly, smoke show Instagram music playing. Did in the he back really of a think people, dancing? Did he really think Marvin Gaye family wasn't going to sue him for stealing his fucking sound like that? True. It was pretty blatant. Very true. So any other? Any you got other? one with blurred lines? Right. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't have any ask. Oh, he gets every single question I ask. It drives me nuts. The only thing I could ask is like about golf. He, in, who wants to hear that? Time uh, hop. Me. Huh? You know what time hop is? Time hop. Yeah, well, that's on Twitter or Facebook. Or it tells you like what something you wrote like several years ago. It, well, it's an app on your ago. phone. Okay. It's an app you get on your phone. And jeez, mm, now why you guys think I'm in my 80s? I got I, you know I have an iPhone yeah. too. It apps on it. <laughs> I, I, shit, huh? you, you would be the guy though. Couldn't you see him having a flip phone? Oh f- yeah, I'm hundred percent. I'm shocked. So, he listen. Doesn't. If he didn't gamble and had to get online with his phone to put bets in, then he That's, would have a flip phone. I, you, I, I don't mind the old man shit, but you guys couldn't be anymore. I've been an early adapter since the VCR. I've always been ahead of the tech curve. Had a CD player in like 85, told everybody <laughs> they were the next big thing. So you don't get me on tech shit for the most part. But uh, yeah, it's like just like I said, I'm going to guess rapper every time you say Lil or fucking Yeah, I tried to avoid rappers yeah. this yeah, Lil, week. And, Lil yeah, and I'm going to mix it, it up in the movies. I made it a little too easy for Grinnells this week. But well, good job anyways. It was great having Colby Armstrong on. Um, 
Yeah, we, you know what we want to do? I don't know. We actually even talked about this. Grinelli, can we somehow set up a line where people can leave us voicemails? We can do that. We should definitely do can that. Can you help with that? Or yeah. should, can anyone listening help? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 we, no. I can do that. Because that would be great. Yeah, we just have to kind of weave through them beforehand. Yeah, make sure I, it's none of your yeah. you know skeletons in Grinelli's closet. Oh, calling in. Yeah, we don't need any. The of girl those. from the night before Thanksgiving. Hi, can I get Admiral's oh, yeah. address? I think I have child support coming. <laughs> yeah, not for me, baby. My swimmers are all a little and they geesh. All right, folks. Well, thanks again for listening. Again, and just to hit, I think we forgot to say last week. Thanks again to everybody who's listening, subscribing, all that stuff. Um, go leave comments or leave a ratings, review. Leave reviews on iTunes, and we do really do appreciate. Appreciate the listeners out there, the feedback we get. Uh, we're you know, trying to make this the best podcast on the internet, and uh, you guys are helping us get there. So, thanks to everybody uh, at Rare at B's blog, at Ryan Whitney Six, at Mike Grinnell underscore. Yep, and, sweet underscore. And uh, we'll see you on the internet. Take care. Peace out. You don't like my socks? WarriorHockey.com. You don't like my socks? I just thought oh, they're cool. I just, you know, check them out. Whatever. That's fucked up. All right. Peace out. Play us out.